0: Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only, I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey, before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know that another round of the MFR Coaches Group Program is going to be starting in January and I would love to see you there. And I'd also love for you to be able to take advantage of the special early bird bonuses that I'm going to be offering. So head on over to my website, themfrcoach.com and get on the waiting list email so you don't miss a thing. See you later and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Hommel, the MFR coach, and today I have one of my private coaching clients here to tell us about how it's going in her brand new MFR practice. So I'd like to welcome to the program, Minakshi Singh from Revive Physical Therapy in Issaquah, Washington and she lets me call her Mina. So Mina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us.
1: Tell us a little bit about your practice. Thank you for inviting me here. I'm so excited for this podcast. So I opened this Revive Physical Therapy just last month. I'm very excited the way it is going for me now. I had never imagined that I'll be an owner of a physical therapy clinic ever. And I just thought of opening the clinic this year in April after doing my MFR, first MFR series. And I'm so glad that you are helping me with this and it is coming true.
0: Yeah. We've been having a lot of fun together. When I first met you, I feel like one of your biggest hurdles was you currently work for somebody else. And so it was like letting them know that you were going to be leaving there or not working there as much. And Mm -hmm. what was that like for you to have that obstacle?
1: Yeah, I think um, initially just like getting over that part was really hard for me because I really wanted to continue working there, but have my business and I knew it was not going to work where I'm working two places at the same time. I had to reduce my hours. And But before that all, I had to let her know that I'm opening my business and so I can start announcing and telling everyone that I'm going to be opening. So it was hard and I really liked how you uh, advised me to get over that hurdle and I was able to go ahead with it confidently and let the uh, let the clinic owner know that I'm going to be leaving and uh, opening my business. So yeah, it was hard, but you made it uh, easy for me.
0: Thanks for saying that. You've been able to take any advice I've given you and just run with it. So that's you know a strength that you have. I was just thinking about this. That was like kind of step one to allowing yourself to be seen and to show up in a way that maybe you weren't used to being seen or in a way that you weren't used to showing up in the world. So your superpower for creating the business that you have now has been telling everyone that you're an MFR therapist and making offers to help them. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what that journey has been like? And what, what does that look like? You telling people and you showing up in the world as an MFR therapist.
1: I think I started coaching with you in end of July. And by end of August, I remember one day I was in the coaching call with you. I was literally very down. I felt like I made a wrong decision of opening this clinic and it is not me I don't think I can go ahead with this I was really very down but I think you said a few things to me in that call and like you literally in an hour I changed like you changed my mindset I realized that I was not going and telling people that I'm an MFR therapist and what I do how I can help and that call literally changed everything and I think next week I went and Uh, met so many people and got so much positive response. By the time I was done with my one hour of networking, I had my first patient and uh, it just went from there. Like every week since then, I'm getting a new client and it's like, I just spent less time. So you made it so easy. I just had to put myself out there and then that's how I'm getting my new patients. So a month back, I pass my cards to someone and they just schedule with me so it you never know when they are going to show up like just they have your info and when they want they will come for help you never know so i'm very surprised like they're st- they still have my card and they're still coming to see me and uh, since i started in september i have a new client every week and uh, it's going really great yeah so i just overcoming that hurdle of Uh, like I was not going out and putting myself there in front of everyone that I exist. And I took that advice from you that people don't know that you exist. You have to go and tell them that you exist. This is your practice and how you can help. And you just have to say these words and then the next follows. And whatever you said came true. And I am so thankful for that advice.
0: I love it. And you, instead of like thinking about what you should do or where you should go or how you should show up. You just kind of started doing it right without a lot of worrying ahead of time. Like you, you know, you came up with all these ideas on your own. I think you went immediately within the office building that you work in and got a few patients to come and see you. And then that gave you the courage to keep asking. And so We talked about this the other day, but you said you weren't attached to the outcome of if someone was going to look at you like you were a weirdo talking to them, or if they were really engaged in what you had to say, you kind of treated everyone as if they couldn't wait to hear what you had to say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that is what kept your excitement up and your enthusiasm. And you were able to kind of learn as you went, what are the things that I can say that help people understand what I do and how, you know, how can I communicate to this person that I can help them? Is that true?
1: Yeah. The philosophy I go with, I just go with what I want to tell them. I'm not expecting in return something. And I know there is a hindsight I am expecting, but I don't make it like that is my motto for going and meeting people. I just want to say what I do and I can help. And they might know someone or they themselves need help and then they will come. So I just keep that in mind. And that is how I go around. and literally, I don't have anything in mind that I want to really get this patient to come and see me. And I think that energy when I it is with me, it helps me instead of like sounding very desperate to have people. And I think that desperation really doesn't help. So I just go tell what I do. And I think for now, this energy has helped me so much that I think this is the right energy to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks good on you. And the lightness and joy I can hear in your voice when you're telling me, you know, about all of the clients that are coming to you. It's just so fun and refreshing to hear. And it really is coming because you have the thought, like people will take me up on this offer. Like people want what I have to offer and they are coming and you have the result of that. (laughs) People are coming and they are taking you up on your offer and you're putting yourself out there like an extremely extroverted person are you an extroverted person in real life or what, like, what would your normal be?
1: Not really. I used to be as a kid extroverted, but I don't know what happened to me as I grew up. I am not extroverted. So what I sound now is not what I am really. It's just, I think just the coaching from you has changed me as a person, just in my real, like how I live my life too, like how I respond to any situations or anything like I am really I get really upset fast and I start getting anxious about small things and so I don't do anything like that plus the extrovertness like what I sound like when I go meet people they must think that I love talking to people but that is not me I just do it because I'm loving this like to tell people that I what I do and uh, I think you are the one who said something like you will meet people on the street and tell how you do things and what you do and how you help people. And I just took that advice and went with it. And I said, okay, I I don't think I'm there yet. Like I cannot talk to people on the street, but I can talk to people nearby in my office building. And I'm very surprised how like I was in a party one day and I was sitting with 10-12 people and I was talking about me and how they were telling me that I made a wrong decision of opening a cash-based practice and how I was like I was there by myself and I was telling them all about why this is not a wrong decision it is the right decision and how it is working for me and how I'm getting clients still so this is the right decision. Before I would have probably said, yeah, you're right. No, I made
0: a wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, that would be awful to feel that way about your business, especially yeah. because it's expensive to start up a practice. You've got rent, you've got deposits, you've got, you know, all kinds of utilities to pay for. So that can seem like crushing pressure to a lot of people to the point where they never will go through with the steps of getting the office and making the commitment to making it work. So You made the commitment, you got the office space, you have your Google listing, your Facebook page, your Instagram, you've got a logo, which is beautiful, by the way, and you have clients and it's October 11th now, and we're recording this. So when, by the time people hear this, it might be closer to November, but how much money have you created in your practice since you started in September?
1: I think as of last week, we were 5k. I didn't count like last week, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. And so it was 5K and my rent doesn't start until October 15th because that was supposed to be my opening day. And I think that's another thing with our, I don't know what you call it, introductory call or before I joined the private coaching, you told me one thing uh, on our discovery call that uh, why are you waiting? If you are getting keys on September first, why are you are waiting until October fifteenth to open? So I took that advice too, and I just opened on September first, and I'm glad I did. And I have made five k already in that month, which I was not supposed to be open. So
0: yeah, yeah, and it's kind of giving you the momentum to push you forward. You've got your rent covered; like you're ready to go. You're not yeah. starting out behind. You're starting out ahead of the curve, which is which feels good. Yes. So. When we first started coaching, you thought the hardest part about opening your business was going to be what?
1: When we started, I was opening, deciding between cash-based and Mm insurance-based and, uh, I don't know. I, I think when I made a decision to open my business, it was going to be cash-based. But when I started telling people that this is what I'm going to be doing, I met so many people who said, what are you thinking? Like, this is all in books. It doesn't happen in reality, like only insurance-based work. And so I, for I would say at least a month or more than a month, I was like, I'm making a wrong decision. I have signed my lease and I don't think I should be opening. Um, so that was the hardest decision to make between cash-based and insurance-based. And I think uh, that is why I wanted to start my coaching before I gave up because I don't want it to like give up before I even started. And I feel like that's, where people need real help, like when they are fighting with their own thoughts. And I know you said your thoughts create action, so I didn't wanted my negative thoughts to take me back. I wanted um, to be helped, so I can open strong, open yeah. my strong.
0: Yeah, I remember we had several conversations about you kind of getting feedback from other people saying it was going to be so hard, and no one was going to pay cash, and all of these things, but. What has been the reality? Like you are a cash-based business and has it been a problem to collect cash from your patients?
1: Not really. As you said, just tell them like it is like a news, like your rate. And I did that. And I'm surprised not one person has said anything about rates or why it is this amount. And so like they are all ready to pay me that. Like, and I have so many people with packages. Like I sell six session package. And I have so many clients who have paid like so many sessions already. So it is not about package anymore for them. And then I have a few who have signed for two packages already. And then, so yeah, so it is never a problem. I don't think cash, like paying cash has been a problem. I just made it a big thing. Yeah. You just
0: decided it's not a problem at one point and it hasn't been a problem for you. Yeah, I want to back up just a second here where you talk about how you've sold multiple packages to some of the same people and they've had, so some of your clients, all of these clients are new. All of them created in the last month have now come to you, some of them for multiple package sessions. So some people have been to see you for more than six times already.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: That's outstanding. Do you have like your favorite client story so far, like something you've helped somebody overcome?
1: I would say my favorite client is uh, one who is a biker and he does mountain biking and I'm really amazed with uh, what how much self-work he does like whatever I have advice he follows my advice and uh, he's back to mountain climbing uh, not mountain climbing mountain biking and he's doing great with that so I and I like it like he is the one who has signed up for two packages and now we are not doing twice a week session like I initially recommended him. So he's doing once a week now. So he's only seeing me once in a week for next few weeks. But the way he's doing, I think he's already there. Like he is making good progress. So he's one of my favorite because he does the homework, which is like really needed. Like it's not all about coming for session. There is a self Treatment part, so he follows up with that. So that yeah,
0: that is fun when clients are on board for all of it, and they yeah get the value of treating themselves at home too. So that's yeah. awesome. Would you say that it's been hard to start this practice, or what would you say? Like, we really summed it up. Has this been hard, or has it been kind of easy?
1: I think I was um, thinking it is going to be harder, as I said to you before in our private calls coaching calls that I was prepared for it to go like maybe no clients or one client or maybe two clients for a year and this is just a month and I I'm just amazed of how many clients I already have so yeah I made it hard in my head but it was easier than that
0: and did it surprise you that there are plenty of people out there that are looking for what you have to offer and coming in
1: Yeah, they are there, but I don't think they can find me unless I meet them. So that is how I am getting my clients. I go and meet them. I tell them what I do. And I know people are looking for me, but they cannot find me if they don't see me. So I try to go in front of them and uh, that is how I'm getting my clients. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you talk about going out there and like physically being in front of them, how many hours a day or how many hours a week are we talking? Like, are you out there nonstop looking at <laughs>
1: <That's> people? <laughs> like how, Maybe once a the week, like? one hour. Yeah.
0: So like yeah. one hour of your time yeah, and it's creating thousands of dollars in your practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I think you also told me a story about how, your family is so aware of how hard you're working to create clients and to help people that now they're pointing out people to you and saying like, "Mom, do we need to pull over so you can talk to them?" <laughs> Tell us that story because it's so fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one one day we were driving, and uh, me, my husband, and my daughter, we were in the car, and my husband said, "I think this guy needs your help." And I said maybe you should stop, and we were just joking around. <laughs> we should stop and uh, give up give my business card to him and tell him I can help. And then my daughter said yeah, we should stop. Like she took it really seriously. We should stop and give him. I said, no, no, we would get late. Otherwise I would have probably taken the advice. <laughs> uh, but it is not, it was not the right advice. I was just trying to console her that, yeah, I, I hear her and I could have. And when we came back, it was like two, three hours later. And she was say, if that guy is still there, maybe you should give your card and tell tell him you can help. So yeah, it's That's a so funny cute. story. Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: I love <laughs> it. And, and I I love, love the obvious support and, um, belief that your kids and your husband have in you and you have in yourself. It's like all of the belief is there and it's very evident by the results that you are creating in your practice, which is like headed towards being fully booked and being busier and busier every week to the point where you've been able to cut down quite a bit of hours, like even more so more quickly at your other job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is awesome.
1: Yeah, I was planning to be at my other job for at least a year or two um, because I was thinking I'll never get busy here, initial thoughts on that. So yeah, yeah, I have cut down a lot at my other job. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice
0: that you have the ability to do that. And also you've worked on your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself to be able to tell someone else like... Hey, I might let you down, but I'm not going to be able to come in and work for you as much because you have this strong idea about what you want to create in your practice for your patients. Like you're growing your own business now, instead of growing somebody else's, which is like a big transformation. And it's a big difference between working for someone else and working for yourself, where you have all of the responsibility to create the clients, collect the money, all of the things, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How much do yeah, you love I'm, it? Though? I'm the one who likes to keep everyone happy. So I yeah. really wanted to stay at the other job and do this business too. But because I got so busy so fast that it has, like, I was thinking I'll probably get sick because I'm trying to do too much now because yeah, I was exactly. never thinking I'll be this busy Right, That's my business. Yeah.
0: And if you've learned nothing else from coaching with me, I hope you've learned that you're not responsible for anyone else's feelings. Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm working on it. (laughs) Yes. You are working on it. We're all work in progress. Yes. Um, How long have you been doing MFR?
1: So I would say I learned some technique last year because I was supposed to be doing first series, my uh, first MFR series last year in March. And I think mine was the first one which got canceled because of covid yep. and so i just learned some maybe cross-hand release and i was doing a little bit of that so i just did traditional pt mostly and just cross-hand release here and there since last year but my first uh learning was this year in march i did my first series and then i did i have done nine courses this year and i'm going for my 10th one this month for women's health So I just did the first series. I loved the results and how it felt and everything that I just kept going for more classes. And I'm so glad I did what I did. Like First, I was thinking I'm going too fast for learning here, but I think because they were so close together, my learning was much better. At least that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. So it's October 2021 right now. You had your first seminar in March, 2021. Yes. That's crazy. (laughs) And now here you are like with your practice already going. That's so good. There Mm. cannot be too many MFR therapists out there practicing in the world because people need this and they're Mm. looking for it. And you're going to help so many people, which is just awesome. Yeah. Where do you see your practice a year from now? What do you think is happening
1: So in a year, I have a goal of helping 100 clients. So I have seven now, Mm -hmm. uh, 100 clients and 150K plus is my goal. Okay.
0: I love it. I think that's totally doable and you'll probably get there faster than you ever thought was possible if you keep going with, you know, Really practicing those beliefs and those thoughts that work for you, which keep you motivated and keep you excited and full of joy and and lightness in your practice. So fun to watch.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What advice would you give to someone who is in a similar situation? Um, They've had some MFR seminars. They're thinking about opening a practice, but they're full of fear about it. What would you tell them?
1: I would say um, the fear is in head mostly it's not real it's just how you call it it's just a perception we have it in head and it's not real I like your sentence where you call it uh, our mind or brain likes to create drama and That is so true. I have found myself in situation where I think, oh, okay, you're creating drama for no reason. It doesn't have to be. So my advice will be don't let your brain make drama out of situations. Don't let it create fear and that fear to overcome you. Just whatever you decide, go for it and you will be surprised by the result. And another quote from Heather, uh, your thought creates action. So you're thought has to be really, um, you have to work on your thoughts Yeah. the results will fall.
0: Yes. So your thought is going to create a feeling in your body. And from that feeling in your body, you're going to do actions or not do actions. And then ultimately get, get to your goal or get further away from your goal based on if you're in awareness of what your thoughts are creating, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And, um, maybe can I give another advice?
0: Yeah. Bring it.
1: Yeah, definitely go for coaching uh, because that is something uh, which helps you overcome your feelings and whatever fear you have. Because it it is such a awesome thing to do for yourself. Like it is not just about business; it changes you as a person too.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally true. Not just because I'm your coach, but like <laughs> I get coaching too, and I've had so many transformations just from working with a coach and, and seeing being able to see what I'm creating for myself and my responsibility and everything, and not making that a bad thing, but giving myself so much power and control over what I want to create. And it's just mind boggling to me how much control we have over, over what we have in our lives and also what we don't have. And we don't have to have unnecessary pain. We can, we can choose a different way. So, and that's the same with myofascial release, right? Like people that are choosing that are choosing a different way to get out of pain. They don't have to stick with traditional therapies and stick with the status quo. Like there are options out there for people to feel better for longer and, you know, in a deeper way, other than let's just put some tape on you or give you an ultrasound and send you out the door and you're fine. Quit complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's so fun to work with you. We'll be coaching yet for a little while and you're also in my group. So I get I get to uh, work with you for a little while longer, which is my pleasure.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting me here. This was such a great way to pass on my message. Like I really want others to do what I did and I want everyone to have overcome with this fear and just do it do whatever you are meant to do. This work needs to be spread and we can only do if we go out and tell everyone that what we do and how we can help. And let's get MFR everywhere.
0: That's right. So MFR therapists, if you're listening, go out there and meet people, tell them that you're an MFR therapist and make an offer to help them or a loved one get better and to get out of pain. So thank you for joining me, Mina. And for everyone else, have a great week and I'll see you next time on another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. And also refer to the show notes to see Mina's contact details. If you want to check out her website or her Facebook or follow her on social media. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.